Our lives affect other people. And in some fashion, we all need to learn a little bit of leadership. So don't go saying, well, I'm not a leader to anyone, so I don't need to read any of that. Oh, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Wednesday, January the 8th. And we've come a long way. We have, we have uh, looked at Proverbs from different angles and we've learned a lot. And I believe, um, Pastor Devian, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that all of the previous messages on Wednesday are still up there on the internet, right? So uh, if you go to a G, what is it? GBConline.ca. If you're missing any of the Wednesdays, gbconline.ca, and I guess what's it called? Archived? Archived. He says archived. So go to archived, and then you'll be able to look up the date, and you'll be able to rewatch them. There's a lot of good truth there, folks. I've been spending, ooh, I'd say the greater bulk of my Christian life, uh, if in any one book, it's been in Proverbs. And it sure has done me well. Um, we have finished up looking at the 12 good paths of wisdom. Um, if you have the notes, pages 11 and 12. And uh, there is no Bible verse that says there are 12 good paths of wisdom. There's no Bible verse like that. But what this is, is a composition uh, of my studies over the years. And I have arranged them, grouped them, uh, change them over the, the years, whatever, but they, they seem to me to fit into 12, 12 pathways, good pathways. Now uh, I may be wrong. There may be 13 or 14. There may be 10. There may be more, but this is what it appears to me from my studies. And uh, you know, it's done me good. These are 12 pathways that some people will be walking all 12. Others will be walking most of them, there are a few that we will all be walking. And I made mention of this. Number one is righteousness. This is a pathway we all have to walk. Uh, get a real good handle on these things and what they mean so you can teach them to your children. Well, our summary of the book of Proverbs now begins with pages 13 and 14. And you should have the notes there. Um, Mrs. White sent out a, uh, email and a text, right? Yeah. And, uh, you follow that and you can print off the notes. Uh, if you, if you don't have a printer, then just use paper and pen. You can write them out. It works just as well this way though. Printing them saves you a little bit of, um, a little bit of time. So we are summarizing the book of Proverbs and uh, it's going to be le uh, this lesson. This is part one. There's going to be at least a part two and probably a part three to fully finish off the book of Proverbs. And that doesn't mean that you're going to know everything there is to know about Proverbs. I wish it was that easy, but it will give you a tremendous education on the book of Proverbs, but not just Proverbs, but also the subject of wisdom. Remember that uh, book of Proverbs is, is the book we, we point to, you know, for, for wisdom. But wisdom is also found in the book of Job. 
There's a lot of wisdom there. Lately, I've been spending a lot more time now with Job, sitting down with him in the dust heap and getting to know him a little more and listening to what he has to say and looking at these three miserable comforters of his and listening to what they have to say and analyzing their arguments. There's a lot of good wisdom in the book of Job. And also you'll find good wisdom in the book of Proverbs, uh, in the book of Psalms. You'll find some good wisdom in there. And then of course we come to Proverbs. That's the, the crown jewel of wisdom. But then also don't forget that there's song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes as well. And these also contain wisdom. So there's like five books there that you can uh, delve into and glean a lot. Our study has been mainly confined to the book of Proverbs. So if you're all set now with a pen or a pencil and your note paper, let's have a word of prayer and let's begin summarizing the book of Proverbs. Now our heavenly father, we ask for a special unction of your Holy spirit upon our hearts and spirits, our soul, our mind, Lord, open the eyes of our understanding and help us to really get a a good look at the whole forest rather than just one or two trees. Every tree is good and great and we thank you for it, but we need to see the whole forest as well. And so that's what we're trying to do now as we sort of zoom out and take a look at the whole book of Proverbs. Heavenly father, help us to understand this great book. Thank you for all of the dear folks that have tuned in. We have a goodly number watching right now. And dear Lord, I pray your richest of blessings upon them and help us together to grow. Not just so we have head knowledge, we don't want knowledge just for the sake of the head. We, we want wisdom. We want our lives to change, Father. We, we want to grow in grace. We want to grow in faith. We want to grow in knowledge, yes, but we want to grow in love. We want to grow in our service and our ability and our usefulness for you. Lord, so please help us to reach toward, press toward the mark of the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Well, have your pen ready because we're beginning. The book of Proverbs is normally thought of in either three or four sections, three or four sections. Now, those who view it in three sections simply combine the third and fourth section. Simple. So far, so good. Now, notice you have on your page section one, two, three, four. So these are the four sections. Notice also that sections two and three have the little asterisks beside them and drop down about the middle of the page. It's because there's some special notes on sections two to three. Now let's go back to section one. Section one is chapters one to nine. That's section one. Now, many of you who've read through Proverbs have noticed how Chapters one through nine seem to be these long discourses. And then as soon as you hit chapter 10, it changes. Now it's down to these little stubby little things. Well, section one is chapters one to nine. It defines wisdom and why we need it. And of course, Solomon writing to his son gives these long discourses and illustrations and stories and Proverbs and so on in these nine chapters. So these nine chapters define for us wisdom and why we need it as well as the fool, the scorner and the wicked. 
So these three are also dealt with. It's like um, all of the guidelines are laid down in the first nine chapters. The, uh, the players on each team and so on, you know, they're identified. Now also it establishes the house of wisdom. Remember we talked about the house of wisdom and of course the seven pillars, the seven pillars. And do you remember what they are? Uh, uh, yeah, pastor, uh, uh, let me get my notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, those seven pillars are, are good to know. And it begins with the fear of the Lord. Now section two chapters, 10 to 24, 10 to 24. And this is where that stark contrast begins after chapter nine, we start chapter 10 and it's the wicked do this, but the righteous do this. The wise do this, but the foolish do that on and on and on and on and on. It goes with seemingly different subject matters, you know, every second verse or something. Now with your Bible open at Proverbs, go to chapter 24, right to the end. You see verse 34. So shall thy poverty come. See that now chapter 25, um, begins the section three, but we need to finish section two. So section two chapters 10 to 24 explains wisdom on many areas of life, many different areas of life. Now section three chapters 25, you see chapter 25 verse one. These are also Proverbs of Solomon. So it begins there chapter 25 to chapter 29. So that's section number three. And this gives us wisdom on various areas of leadership, leadership. You know, every one of us is a leader in some fashion. Uh, We could think of the, the boss at work. He's a leader. We could think of the pastor at church. He's a leader, but also the Sunday school teacher is a leader. The soul winner is a leader. A father in the home is a leader, but so is the mother. And sometimes big brother can be a leader to little brother. So our lives affect other people. And in some fashion, we all need to learn a little bit of leadership. So don't go saying, well, I'm not a leader to anyone. So I don't need to read any of that. Oh, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. You know, when we get to heaven, the Lord is going to want to reward us. And he's looking to reward us every possible way he can. The more you and I ignore the Bible and say, well, this doesn't apply to me. I won't read any of that. It's like we're shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, we're limping now to heaven. Whereas we could be marching right along in stride with the Lord Jesus. And so all the word of God is good. Now, section number four is chapters 30 and 31. And chapter 30 is preparing for leadership. And chapter 31 is preparing for leadership and marriage. Boy, we sure need a a lot of preparation for marriage. When you think of it, people are spending more time researching uh, buying a house and being able to finance it. They're spending way more time preparing to buy a house than they 
they spend preparing to marry and they enter into marriage and problems happen in all marriages. There's no marriage where problems don't happen. And so the problems happen. They don't know how to handle them and the marriage collapses. We need good preparation for marriage. Now, some of you who are married, who didn't prepare enough and you've come through some storms and battles, you know what I'm talking about because you're saying, you know, if only I could go back and get a little more preparation for marriage, I wouldn't have gone through some of those problems. I wouldn't have made those mistakes. I wouldn't have opened my mouth and caused world war three in the home. And so chapter 31 deals with not only leadership, but also marriage. Now, we have a few special notes on sections two and three. That's chapters 10 through to 29. Here we have all of those verses that the right and the wrong, they're often thrown in there and it seems all jumbled up. That's what it seems like. But uh, wisdom is laid out in three basic ways. There are three basic ways that wisdom is laid out. Number one, contrasting, contrasting truths. That's what goes in the blank. Contrasting truths. Like, you know, how night and day are contrasts. Black and white are contrasts. Here, it's the right and the wrong. The right and the wrong are contrasted. The righteous do this, but the wicked do that. The wise does this. The fool does that. And according to my studies, you will find 210 contrasting truths in the book of Proverbs. 210. Now, the second basic way in which wisdom is laid out in these chapters here are short truths. So first is contrasting truths where you have um, the wise do this, but the foolish do that. That's contrasting. But then you have short truths that just say the wise do this or another verse that'll just all on its own out of the blue say the fool does this. Those are short truths. They contain one verse. They contain one verse. And the third way in which wisdom is laid out is longer truths, longer. So we have short and longer truths, and these contain are contained in two or more verses. Now, I've counted 210 contrasting truths. I've counted 265 short truths, simple verses, simple one verse that gives you one truth. And I've counted 51 longer truths of two or more verses. So that gives you a total of 526 proverbial truths found in Proverbs. Now, remember, this is just according to my studies. And I'm not claiming that I'm perfect on this. It's it's I haven't had a team of researchers help me with it. I've done this myself over the, the years. And so uh, it may not be exactly 526. It may be off a little bit, but if it is off, it's not off by very much. 
Now, at this point, I want you to turn back to the book of first Kings. Go back there because I want you to see something and you need to know this. It's in first Kings chapter four. And I want you to read the verse and fill in the blank. First Kings chapter four, verse number 32. It talks about the number of, of Proverbs that um, uh, Solomon wrote. He wrote a lot of Proverbs, didn't he? So read that verse and there's a blank I want you to fill in. And I'll just give you a moment here to do it. Two moments, three moments. I'm waiting. Do you have the answer? Do you have it filled in? Yes. You've, you've got first Kings 432 and he spake three. What's the word that goes in there? Say it. Thousand, three thousand proverbs. Isn't that something? And yet my count comes up to 526 proverbial truths. Don't you find that interesting? Boy, there's quite a difference, isn't there? If Solomon spoke 3000 Proverbs, why don't we have 3000 Proverbs here? Did you know the entire book of Proverbs 31 chapters? If you added up all of the verses, it's less than a thousand verses, 915 verses. That's it for the entire book of Proverbs, 915 verses. So wait a minute, time out here. What happened to the rest of the Proverbs? Huh? Well, here's the truth. Obviously Solomon wrote many Proverbs, but not all of them were inspired of God for the Bible. Not all of them were inspired of God for the Bible. Now I'll give you an example of a proverbial truth. That's you won't find in the Bible. Are you ready? Here's a proverb. Never spit in Superman's face. You won't find that in the Bible. And yet it's a proverbial truth, isn't it? How about this one? And I, I didn't make up either of these, but I found them interesting. Never kick a skunk. Never kick a skunk. You won't find that in the Bible either. Why? Because it's not inspired of God. But here's the point. Everything that God wants us to have is in the Bible. And this is so important. Um, now, as I mentioned to you earlier, back to our notes here, as I mentioned earlier, most of these proverbial truths, these 526 proverbial truths are found in the 12 good paths of wisdom. You'll be able to, to take those 12 paths and say, well, here, this one fits in this path and this one fits in this path and this one fits in this path. And we did a bunch of that. Now, over 25 years ago, I found many verses in the book of Proverbs that dealt with the subject of business. Now, one of the pathways that I gave you was work, W-O-R-K, work. And this is where business fits in. I found myself with a bit of a business, a little bit of a business. I had to work on the side in order to keep bread on the table. And I didn't know anything about business. I didn't have an MBA or a BMA or anything. I, 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 I just had a little business here and I was thinking, man, I don't want to make too many mistakes. I'm going to go out of business. What do I do? The Lord spoke to my heart and said, 
Proverbs. And that's when I really started to uh, spend a long time in Proverbs. And so I went through the book of Proverbs and I um, categorized all these verses that dealt with, uh, with business. And I put them into a box. That's the word that goes in the blank is box. And here it is here. This is my business box. And I've kept it all these many years. I, I built the box too. Lid comes off and I have these little three by five cards and they're categorized in here. And I'm not going to go through it all in detail, but I'll tell you, I have it categorized in six, six sections. And what I would do is uh, as I, I was reading through Proverbs, I find something that dealt with some aspect of business. I'd write it out. And then after I got all these notes, I started to put them together and I, I could see the categorization and they went into six categories. And what I would do is on Monday, I would read through the first category on Tuesday. I would read through the second category on uh, Wednesday. I'd read through the third category and I would do this Monday through Saturday. And I took Sundays off. And then Monday I'd start in again and I'd read the first category. And I did this week after week, after week, after week, after week, so that the truths really got into my soul. But uh, the first category is entitled my heart. Now that's an important part of business. The purpose of these cards is to show how my heart is an important part of business. If my heart is not pure and good, I cannot please God nor gain favor in the sight of my fellow man, nor be truly happy with myself as a person. And so I have a number of three by five cards. The very first one uh, is keep your heart pure. Proverbs four twenty three. you know, for out of it are the issues of life, 633. And also I threw in a few extra verses out of Ecclesiastes, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, nine, the heart is deceitful above all things. And I wrote at the bottom here, a great life is made or broken right here. Keep asking God to search and fill your heart. And then on the back of that one card, I would write one of the verses. I would write it out in this case, Proverbs four twenty three. keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So that was one card. And in this particular section, how many I got here? Let's find out. I have one, two. Oh, how about this? This is under heart. This is card number two. Confession of sin leads to prosperity. Proverbs 28, 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. That's a great uh, idea for business. Uh, number three, don't seek revenge. Boy, in business, you can really get burned. There are sharks out there that'll bite your feet off. Don't seek revenge. Uh, give of your income to God. Give some money to the poor. Keep mercy and truth in your dealings. Show kindness to the competition. So that was category number one. Now I'm not going to go through everything in detail, but category number two is on leadership. And I got a whole whack of cards on that. Category number three is basic business, basic business, deliver quality, uh, dishonest business loses money. 
um, grow the business, then buy your luxuries and so on and so forth. Category number four is on employees. Card number one, don't hire a fool. Uh, number two, don't hire a sluggard. Number three, don't hire a conceited man. Uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, category number five is on customers. Uh, let's see, who is your customer? You got to figure that out. Uh, get to really understand customer needs. A customer or buyer, a buyer of your product will tend to put down the product or service in order to get it cheaper. Uh, number four card, five card, whatever this is four. build emotional ties with the customer. That's important. Um, next one. Don't cheat people. Don't cheat people in what you sell them and uh, handle customer complaints carefully. And then section number six, I just called it miscellaneous miscellaneous things. Praise God always and give him the glory. If you borrow, you become man's servant. That's important. And um, pray always for a hedge of protection and for God's blessings and so on and so forth. So I have this little box and it served me well. And I was about 12 years in business back in uh, the city of Ottawa. And that has served me very well. And it was my uh, study in Proverbs that got that for me. Well, the bottom of page number 13, the Proverbs that God wanted us to have are all recorded in the Bible. You can believe that by faith. It's upon these that we can firmly stand. And that's exactly what God wants us to do is to stand. Now let's go to page 14 and we are going to go to chapter 10 of Proverbs. So turn to chapter 10 and let's try and summarize chapter 10, which is mostly contrasting truths. In fact, it's all contrasting truths except one verse. And uh, we'll get to that. Now you have um, on the left-hand side, keyword number one in the middle, the verses That'll be verses from chapter 10 on the right. You have keyword number two and this keyword one keyword two. This is where you get the contrasting going. Um, I believe you have one, two, three, four, five, six lines down uh, the left hand and the right hand column. So there are six contrasting truths in the book of Proverbs chapter 10. So let's jump right in with this. Number one um, is chapter 10 and verse one, the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Now, can you guess what the two key words are in there? There's two of them. What's the first one? Starts with a W wise, wise. So that's what goes in. The first blank there on the left keyword, number one wise and go over to the right keyword. Number two is fool. So you get a contrasting truth between the wise and the fool. Now throughout chapter 10, this pops up over and over. 
Um, have you ever seen that game um, in the arcade or someplace and you have yourself a hammer, a big mallet and all these holes on the board and a little mole, M-O-L-E, a mole will pop up. And the idea is you got to whack the mole. Whack a mole is what the name of the game is. And they pop here and there and quick and fast and up. And you've got to whack and whack and whack and whack and whack. And they just are popping like that. Well, that's how these themes seem to these key words. They seem to pop up like that and they seem random, but I don't believe it's random. Now, this is a depth of the book of Proverbs that I have not yet been able to get to is what is the pattern? You see, Proverbs have been set in order. That's what God says in the Bible. They're set in order. And I'm still working on the answer to this. What is that order? Wisdom will pop up here and then next the fool and then next the wicked, then next the wise, then next the righteous. And they pop up like that throughout these chapters. But there is an order to them. What it is, I don't know yet. Maybe you'll figure it out. But we'll look at this chapter one. So in between there under verses, all you have to do is write a one because we're in chapter 10. So it's verse one. And we're going to summarize this. So I'm going to go through it quickly with you to show you chapter 10 is going to be our example. And then I'm going to ask you to try a little homework. Okay. So uh, verse number five, he that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. So put a number five there. Verse number eight, the wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. Pratting means a jabbermouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always talking, 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 talking. A prating fool is going to take a, a face plant. Okay. So that's verse number eight, verse number 13. You're right in, in the lips of him that hath understanding wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. Essentially the fool verse number 14 wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Verse number now, by by the way, uh, these verses are meant to be savored. That's really what you want to do. Your goal is not to rip through Proverbs as fast as you can. Your, your goal is to understand it. And so what you want to do is you want to look at each verse and take your time with each one of these. And just like you would reach into a box of chocolates, you've, you've made your choice and you would smell it and take the first little bite and let it savor in your mouth. Maybe it's cream filled. Maybe it's got hazelnuts in it or something. It's all bad for you, but you know, who cares? You only live once, right? Yeah. Why else did God invent chocolate? Amen. So you put this in your mouth and you're savoring it. You don't just grab them and stuff them into your face as fast as you can. You, you lose out a, a beautiful meal. You go out to a restaurant, you pay a lot of money for a beautiful meal. You don't scarf it down, you know, in record time, you take your time and you enjoy it. And that's what we're to do with the Proverbs. And we're to look at what the wise does. And then we're to look at what the foolish do. And we say, boy, you know, the wise wouldn't do that. 
and the fool wouldn't do this. And you want to savor it. Now I forgot what verse I left off on verse 14. So verse number 19 is the next one. Uh, In the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. There's that prating fool again, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. Hmm. And verse 23, yeah, 23. It is as sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding hath wisdom. That's a good one, especially for all of the people who drive like maniacs on the road. And I have to be careful because I've done a little bit of maniacal driving myself, but it doesn't make it right. When we drive like maniacs, you know, oh boy, you know, oh, who, Yahoo, what are we doing? Verse 23, it is as sport. It's a sport. Yeah. To drive like a race car driver. It is as sport to a fool to do mischief because think of it. You're not driving very responsibly. Are you? You're driving mischievously. So Proverbs 10, 23 is a great verse to put up on the rear view mirror of your car or up on the, you know, the, um, the speedometer of your car or something like that. Proverbs 10, 23. That might make a good sermon for one of you assistant pastors. Okay. Number two uh, is righteous and just the righteous, the just we're talking the same saved person Uh, on the far right side is the wicked. That's the unsaved person. And that's the real baddie of the, the bad people. That's the bad of the bad. So you got the righteous and you got the wicked. And I'm just going to give you a couple verses. I'm going to read them a couple verses, and then I'm going to rattle you off the rest of the verses. You can look them up on your own. Uh, But verse two, treasures of wickedness, profit, nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. Verse number six, blessings are upon the head of the just, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. I'll give you another one. Verse seven, the memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. And these are wonderful chocolates to be savored each one of them. But now I want you to write down these numbers on that line. You can look them up later. So I've already given you number two, six, and seven. So write down nine, 11, 16, 20, 21, 24, 25, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. You get all that? Yeah. Okay. All right. We got to move on. Uh, The next line down, the key word on the left is life. The key word number two on the right is death. See, they contrast life and death. In between, write 3 and 17. 3 and 17. The next line down, the key word on the left is diligent. Diligent. That that word means to make very careful attention to detail. To get it done, get it done right. Get it done good. That's diligence. The key word on the left, uh, say on the right-hand side, is lazy. So you got diligent and lazy. And one verse, verse number 4. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. 
Next line down. Keyword on the left is love. Keyword on the right is hate or hatred. One verse, number 12. Hatred stirreth up strifes. Ah, so now we know how strife begins in the home. But love covereth all sins. Uh, the last one is uh, keyword on the left is wealth. Wealth. The keyword on the right is poverty. The verse in between is 15. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. But there's also one more verse in this chapter that is not a contrasting truth. Each, all of these 32, except one, are contrasting truths. And the one that's not a contrasting truth is verse 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. That's one short truth. And that's what you write in that little parentheses there. Wealth and 22. Okay. Now here's what I'd like you to try this week. Using this basic format of chapter 10, try to summarize chapter 11, the very next chapter. Try and do what I've shown you. Try and do that on chapter 11. Any verses that contain a short rather than a contrasting truth put in parentheses, just like we did in chapter 10, verse 22. And so I've just given you a few lines there on the left and the right. And see how you do. See how you do with that. Folks, our time is up. I hope you're enjoying this because we are really now getting to the real heart of Proverbs to be able to interpret a proverb. That's what Solomon said in chapter one in the first few verses, you know, to interpret a a proverb and the words of the wise and their dark sayings. We're now at a place where we're getting to do that. And my job is to try and teach you how to fish, right? Rather than just give you a fish, I want to teach you how to fish so you can provide food for yourself for the rest of your life. If I just give you a fish, I just feed you for a day, right? Isn't that how the proverb goes? Give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach him how to fish, feed him for life. So I'm trying to teach you how to fish. All right, we need to pray now. Heavenly Father, we've learned some great, great truths tonight. Lord, please empower your people to take the book of Proverbs and to really grow thereby. Thank you for this incredible book. Ah, if there's no book like it, Lord, help us to love it and learn it. And may it result in stronger faith, faith in almighty God, faith that God can do great things, faith that God can use us. Increase our love for you, our love for one another. And we know that love covereth all sins. We've just learned that. Father, increase our love. Increase our usefulness. Bless us, Lord. Increase our, the blessing in our homes and families. And bless us in our jobs and in our schooling. And Lord, bless us in our walk with you. Closer and closer than ever before. And we'll praise and glorify you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.